0: we
1: another edition of pod racers a star wars podcast we are knee deep in everything that's going on with star wars rebels lots of great viewing if you haven't been following along you should because it's been fun and Mm -hmm. i've noticed i don't know about you matt um and of course matt keogh joining us on the podcast as always and myself damon pront alan away dealing with his little babies in hospital And uh, we wish him the very, very best. We'll keep saying that until we either get him back or he says, I've got kids. I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) One of the two. We'll find out soon. How's it going, Matt?
0: Oh, not too bad. Not too bad.
1: Looks nice and bright out there.
0: It is a nice day here, actually. Yeah, I was outside for a nice long walk earlier today. It It was great out. Beautiful. It's finally got like the warm breeze here. We haven't had the warm wind yet. But now we finally got the warm wind in the last couple of days.
1: There you go. We just came out of a little bit of a snowstorm from last really? week. To Yesterday was like plus two, I think, the high. Today's 14. Wow. Tomorrow's 19. And then Friday is plus three. <laughs> and potentially snow. Manitoba. Weather.
0: It'll get Crazy you every weather. time. Yeah, it snowed on Friday here. Like Gross.
1: Yeah. But I'm done been... with it.
0: But since warmed, I think, I think, I think spring is now finally here.
1: I hope so. Ugh, like
0: two weeks without below freezing and snow and all of a sudden that we had snow on Friday. And...
1: I'm, I'm done with the snow, especially because we're almost towards the end of April, which means we're that much closer to what's going on. Um, May the 4th, of course, mm-hmm. it's right around the corner. The Bad Batch is going to drop. We get two episodes in that first week, which is really exciting. And apparently that first episode is going to be something like 75 minutes long. Yeah, hopefully. Which I'm down. I am down. Because you got to oh, think yeah. that you got to think we're going to see Bad Batch their vision of what Order 66 was. Yeah. Like we have to got- we have we have to know why they're being hunted by the by the Empire.
0: Yeah, we have to know like, and we have to want to care about them too. Like, they're going to need to establish that. I think with a longer episode. I don't think those like four episodes that they were in earlier were really
1: don't
0: established care about too much. Not not enough. Anyway, they got to do it with these ones.
1: And yeah, I agree. So here we go. We're almost there. I'm very I'm I'm very excited. Less than oh, I guess. What is it? When's the fourth? Is that a Tuesday? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. so we're under two weeks now until Bad Batch releases. And of course, May the 4th, which is always a a big day for Star Wars, we could Mm -hmm. see a ton of news pump out on potential shows and things of that nature. Um, Before we get into our review, because we're not doing a top five this week, uh, we'll we'll get right into the Rebels Season 2 Episodes 21 and 22, which is the season finale. And then the first three episodes of season three, which are a big couple of episodes as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've got lots of talk there. Just a few things news wise. Um, I saw something about Kathleen Kennedy wanting John Favreau <laughs> to take over as creative control for Star Wars when her contract is up, which is kind of an interesting flip when it comes to this, because her contract is up this year. Could that be a thing? Hmm. Because we heard, we heard from CEO of Disney saying that Kathleen Kennedy isn't going anywhere, but what's he supposed to say? Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know this, let the speculation begin. That's from, that's from giant freaking robot, which is uh, he's citing an insider from Reddit. So take it with a grain of salt kind of thing. But I don't know. Interesting. Because John Favreau, Dave Filoni, they do have their fingerprints on a lot of what is going on within the Star Wars universe. I don't know what's what been good. Was. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what the reaction fan wise has been for High Republic. I've, I've, I I've, like it. It's I don't mind it. Yeah. You're I don't think... have
0: to make me care about it more. Like <laughs> I still haven't read the book. I got to maybe do that.
1: But the thing is, though, it's hard to get into characters, uh, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm showing my, my stupid side here, <laughs> my uneducation side. I find it a lot easier to find interest in a character when you see them, yeah. When you can hear them, when you like, right? Like this, the senses are are a little more up mm-hmm. up the ante with them. When you're reading a book. Like obviously, you can get a feel for a character, but Star Wars, and especially the High Republic, I think there's there's so many characters that mm-hmm. we've been introduced to in such a short time. Like you've you've read a few of the chapters of of the High Republic, the mm-hmm. the newest the book. I don't remember a name from any Not of really. And not really. it's not because I don't care. It's because it's way too fresh. And there's a lot of characters because they're introducing a whole new era within Star Wars.
0: Yeah. And then they're killing off several characters yeah. quite quickly after introducing them too. they're like, Oh, this one's going to be important. And Oh, this one's going to be important. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oops. Oh, okay. No, nope. which is fine. And, and, and that it makes sense in the story of what they're trying to tell. But if you were to do a TV show, and introduce those characters and and show them being likable or show them like you can you can read it and get into that kind of stuff i do the one of the characters from the books i i remember was i think uh i think it was a wookiee um a wookiee jedi which i thought yeah. was really interesting and it appeared to be a, all of the jedi understood him because mm-hmm. he, he didn't speak like english he mm-hmm. he spoke wookiee or tree walk whatever it's called so like that to me is interesting but there's i obviously i haven't finished the book there's more to read there's more characters to indulge in and and get invested in and uh, it takes time Mm -hmm. and they're just starting out with this like this only began in january so the high republic is still just a baby and Mm -hmm. there's lots more to tell but yeah like for me I, i find it easier to get invested in a character when you see them in a show or um you, you like a video game or something like that like you one of the characters in star wars that i love the absolute most is Revan. Mm-hmm. and Revan, you didn't read about you saw him in a video game mm. which actually brings me to my next piece of news apparently knights of the old republic there's a remake on the way mm-hmm. which is exciting that's a lot of people's favorite game isn't it yes it is you never played it eh I never did. Oh, if you, I highly, highly recommend you get a chance to play this. If I guess you could still, because you're a big, you're more of a computer game guy. I can do both. Oh, well, then there you go. Because it's going to release and it's going to be, it's going to look beautiful. And I think what they're doing with this is they're hybriding the stories of Knights of the Old Republic one and Mm two, which is Revan redeeming him. And then the second story is about one of his followers who then becomes the main character for the second game and you follow her story. So I don't know. I I like the idea of this. I can't wait to see that. I hope it happens quick. And with the announcement that Lucas Games, I believe Mm -hmm. they called it now, uh, is Mm -hmm. kind of producing and doing their own stuff instead of leaving it up to EA or... Um, different companies. Yeah. That's exciting. EA. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. I, I like this. This is actually a good thing for EA because it makes them have to deal with competition, mm-hmm. which means they have to up the ante. Because I will yeah. say this about EA they released Jedi Fallen Order. It was good. That game was awesome.
0: Yeah. I still haven't finished Squadrons either. I'm not a huge flight person. Neither fan. am I,
1: but I liked what I saw. And I. you're right. I haven't finished Squadrons either. And I really liked the game from what I saw. I
0: thought mm-hmm. the, I did like the game too. It's just not my cup of tea. I,
1: I think when it comes to Star Wars, you need story. And games like that, even even Battlefront 2 with their mini their mini story, I really enjoyed the story aspect of it. But it was really mm-hmm. short.
0: Yeah, I also would like to, you know, give the Vader Immortal a try. I oh. think that would be really sweet. It's supposed to be awesome. I've like I've heard awesome the story. Awesome
1: game. Yeah, I've heard the story behind that is really good. But that's mm-hmm. the thing with Star Wars. you got to be able to tell a fantastic story. Because if you just make it like a Star Wars Mortal Kombat game, well, I would have zero interest in. Mm-hmm. I want to see a story behind it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Knights of the Old Republic apparently is on its way. And I can't wait for that. Uh, the last little bit of news that I have is I was reading up on a fan theory or more, yeah, I think it's a theory and it wasn't like elite kind of thing. Cause you were saying that you found out some things that you didn't want to find out about because mm-hmm. YouTube and it's sucky tell everything situation. Mm-hmm. Somebody came up with an idea of how they can explain Obi-Wan's age because he goes from being youngish, like mm-hmm. look, he's in his fifties apparently when a new hope happens. Okay. He looks like he's 80. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and the, the throwaway line there is he's been living on Tatooine for 19 years. Mm-hmm. And then the two sons will do that to you. That's weak. Yeah. It's really weak. But. Okay, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll accept that explanation. Mm-hmm. But now there you have to assume that with this Kenobi series, it's. I don't know. Is it going to be that one-off six episodes, eight episodes, however long it's going to be. Just tell a short little story and move on. I'm assuming it is. That or one of the ways that they could explain his, his age gap is he has to leave Tatooine because either he's confronting Vader or some other situation. Because Vader in A New Hope is kind of calm when he says, the last time we saw each other, you were the master and I was the student. Mm -hmm. Like, from what we know, Obi-Wan chopped off his arms and his legs in that last meeting. And I don't Mm -hmm. know how calm I would be if that was the situation. So now we're learning that there's a new confrontation that's going to happen between them. That Anakin... Hayden Christensen back in the suit as Vader, uh, probably reprising some flashbacks to when they were together in the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. They're going to have another battle. Now, does this battle take place in something like maybe the World Between Worlds? In a battle to make sure that Vader and ultimately the Emperor doesn't get control of that? Because we know the Emperor wants it. Mm Mm-hmm. We see that later on in Season 4 of Rebels, and we'll get there. But this could explain how Obi-Wan comes back and is looking so old.
0: It's a a time-traveled Obi-Wan?
1: It's a a time-traveled Obi-Wan.
0: So basically, young young Obi-Wan got off tattooing, went and lived a life. Found not, this world not, between worlds in his old age. Step through time. that step through it and then through time to return back to Tatooine and finish his station. Well, the thing, posts.
1: what I'm thinking is, so he goes to the into the world between worlds as 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 you and McGregor Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and he's doing. And this is the theory: he's doing something to keep Vader and the Emperor either away from Luke or away from the world between worlds, and it mm-hmm. takes him out of time for a prolonged period of time where obi-wan in the present ages in the world between worlds when he comes back he's the he it's the exact same time as he left so he doesn't actually leave luke at all and bam it's um old obi-wan it's to me that is a lot more pliable than Two sons you're old <laughs> 19 mm-hmm. years it it dusted you out a little bit
0: yeah I, I guess they never really i don't know
1: it was a it was just a week it was just weak because like how do you explain it uh,
0: yeah they, the it's, time, it's they, two different, it's 40 years apart i know Like, yeah. there's years apart almost. there's
1: yeah and the thing is though too like when when um they did a new hope. There wasn't any thought process into time. Right. Like the, the, Oh, you, you mentioned mm-hmm. the clone wars.
0: Yeah. It's not really like they don't
1: tell us, you know, when that was. And then and when the, they do the movies, they're just and... like, here's 19 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. That's not a big deal. It's, it's really not. No. But when you look at like plot holes, Obi-Wan being old is a plot hole. Like, how did he get so damn old? And I just I just feel like, especially with somebody who uses the force and is one with the force, and we've seen that the force can prolong people's lives, that <laughs> him being on a planet with two sons just negates all of that. <laughs> yeah, I guess It's so. funny. So, plus, hey, if, you, if you're doing world between worlds and you're doing it well, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I think it opens up so many
0: possibilities to retcon things in Star Wars that the fans have not liked so far. But, you know, it also does a lot of work that people have done, so it's something that's got to be done carefully.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's the biggest thing, too. If you're going to do it, you're going to retcon some stuff. Just do it smart. Write it properly. Don't do it just to kind of quench that thirst for fans. Mm -hmm. That's the scary thing. Did you have anything for news that you wanted to talk about?
0: No, not really. Just that, uh, yeah, I was browsing YouTube and letting it autoplay while I was eating something. And I got a video came on and it spoiled some stuff for the bad batch for me, which I was kind of like, eh, I mean, I don't really care, I suppose, that much, but. It would have been nice for the Star Wars community to throw a couple spoiler warnings on their videos at any yeah. time so that I could, you know, have the time to close down the video. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> whatever. It, it's not a big one. It didn't spoil something major for me, but I don't know. I just would have rather been surprised by watching the show. I wanted to get all, all the enjoyment out of the show that I wanted to.
1: And who knows? You maybe know. Maybe that stuff doesn't come to pass maybe hopefully that's maybe. what we're that's what we're saying right mm-hmm.
0: uh yeah but it was it was it was it felt like it would just because the spoiler also revealed like some some official pictures from like a lego product uh, that was revealing something about a character and right? we have
1: seen those lego, LEGO products yeah
0: and the lego products have ruined things in in advance for a lot of spoilers for people just because they get those things they're ready to go by the time the movie comes out. So Lego has an inside track on, on characters and outfits and vehicles and whatever else. Right.
1: So yeah. No oh, Lego spoilers. They'll get you every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's jump into our rebels review season two. We're doing the final two episodes, which is the biggest arc. Uh, By far, so far, in the show Twilight of the Apprentice Part 1 in Jump Space. Ahsoka is talking to Rex via a a holo video. He's worried about not being there, basically to help her and to protect her because her and Rex are so tight and they're back together again and they love it. Uh, Ahsoka sees this as sweet, but she's she's not alone. She's got Ezra and she's got Kanan. Um, Ezra asks what he's worried about and Kanan says that Malachor comes with legends, dark ones, and that uh, Ahsoka comments that all legends have pieces that are basically true, that kind of add to it. And we, we've heard that kind of stuff before. They enter Malakor space, they make their way to the surface, they come upon these four giant, I don't know what do you call them, spears? Almost like obelisks. Yeah, yeah. Um, they land, they investigate. One of the things that you see on the ground is jutting holes. Kind of everywhere, which from up top you don't really think about. Uh, When they do get close to one of the obelisks, they see that there's ancient language on it. Ahsoka mentions that that she can read some of it, but not all of it. Something calls to Ezra. You can kind of hear that force sound that Rebels is famous for—the like weird, weird force sound that you hear whenever he's using it. Um, He touches the spire, sparking a chain reaction, and then the ground, right where they're standing, opens up and they fall in. Um, Interesting to note, they fall a great distance. None of them die. None of them are severely hurt. Well, it's Star Wars. You can't fall
0: a great distance and die in Star Wars. Like, that's been shown. Everybody who falls has survived.
1: Are you giving spoiler alerts for a certain character?
0: (laughs) Well, no, it's, that's just how, that's just how it works in Star Wars. You can, you can fall almost the entire, if we don't see your landing and you've fallen in Star Wars, there's a very good chance you're alive, especially if you have Jedi powers. What Matt is
1: saying is that Mace Windu is not dead. Possibly. I agree. I don't think he's dead. Um. They get up. Ezra asks what is off in the distance, and Ahsoka immediately says it's Sith Temple. They all look at it. It's sinister. Up top, Chopper Mm -hmm. is searching for a ship. Uh, I guess he knows that one has been in the system, and and I'm guessing it's the Inquisitor ships at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Ezra finds an ancient lightsaber, picks it up. It's a crossguard hilt, much like Kylo's in the sequel trilogy, which is cool. Starts Mm -hmm. it, lights it up it's green lightsaber and then it fizzles out right away which mm. i thought was kind of weird but yeah and i think this
0: is like this episode comes out probably very closely yes to when like the art and stuff for kylo ren was coming out and this this cross bladed or cross guard lightsaber was like brand new and never heard of right yeah and yeah and then they throw this in this episode of rebels because kylo ren's Still coming, really, for the Force Awakens because this episode was out in 2015, I think. And so, yeah, the Force Awakens came out in 2015 as well, like in yeah in the in the in the winter. So, like, this was a good preview for that, I suppose.
1: Gets you ready, for it.
0: yeah. Gets you ready
1: for it. Um, it is an Inquisitor comes out of nowhere to attack, but they all light their sabers, which surprises the Inquisitor. He runs as they chase chopper flies into the area that Ezra made the crater and searches for the inquisitor ship. Ezra falls into another hole um, after the inquisitor attacks, but says he's okay. And they'll catch up. Kanan and Ahsoka chase after. Um, And then Ezra meets up with an old man who offers help, but uh, he's kind of wary of them. He's cautious of them. And I love the acting, the voice acting in this because initially you can't tell who it's going to be no right until until you see it but like the the voicing behind it was was really well done yeah um underneath the area of the temple it's super hard to traverse but the old man or old master i guess he's calling himself he wants
0: to call himself
1: yeah yeah and ezra calls himself jabba
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) i love that ezra just always
0: picks the dumbest names
1: well you go see it's either jabba or hondo (laughs) yeah which is just so great to me. Um, they they make their way through it. Ezra kind of leading the way, um, but he's using he's using the dark side to fuel his his strength because mm-hmm. he's been kind he's he's kind of being pushed that way by old master. Mm-hmm. Chop lands at the Inquisitor ship, who shows up and tries to destroy him. Chop jumps into the ship, and then Ahsoka and Ezra arrive just as they are about to fight. And then Chopper uses the blasters in the ship to down him and they capture him mm-hmm. or her. Is it a him or her? I can't tell. Uh, I can't
0: it's a masked one, but I think it's a him. I uh, don't really see their face. I don't yeah. Think.
1: You, you see, well, you see the fifth brother and then you see the seventh sister. Mm-hmm.
0: And then this is the other one. That's with them, yeah. right.
1: Yeah. Um, Ezra and old master continue on underneath the temple to reach its entrance. You can see Ezra's demeanor, slightly changing as he has to use his anger. And Old Master tells him to do that as he's lifting up these I don't even know what you would call them, but he's opening giant uh, columns. Yeah, to basically allow them to to walk in a hallway. Yeah, it's like a
0: force lock on a a, a temple. I Uh, I like it. I think it's cool to see Maul doing this kind of role because we've seen him in so many other roles, but this is kind of him being more sneaky and recruiting and a, trying to recruit an apprentice and yeah. i really think it's interesting watching what he says and does and he he and does he like, yeah, unhoods himself and you find yeah. out it's mall yeah and i really like to um like the first time i ever watched this episode whenever it came out six years ago or something i remember being oh my god is that is that and then you see the change like mm. <gasps> is it is it right and then you finally realize yeah it is maul awesome he's back like i just didn't expect it at all
1: and what they do with it too is they make him seem so fragile Mm -hmm. right like he's using his lightsaber as a cane yeah which is a nice little throwback to the clone wars and the old jedi master with the cane yeah yoda's doing that and yoda and yoda too Yeah, that's right um kanan and ahsoka interrogate the inquisitor about numbers for them and what they're doing on malachor ezra ezra and maul arrive at the center of the temple and inside is a sith holocron maul is is making ezra get the sith holocron which i thought was interesting Mm -hmm. but obviously like you had said he's trying to recruit an apprentice so he's using ezra to see if this is the apprentice that he could use. Mm-hmm. The center dais lifts Ezra with it and Maul tells him to jump, but Ezra doesn't trust that he can make it. And then Maul just is just like, you need to trust me. And Ezra jumps. And as he falls, Maul catches him in the force, pulls him up. And it looks like he's just going to grab the the holocron. Mm-hmm. But Then he grabs his hand and pulls him up. And then you're sitting there as as like the Maul fan going, oh, he's going to let him drop. Mm-hmm. and then no he didn't he mm-hmm. didn't even grab for the
0: Ooh, okay yeah and he doesn't even bring it up says you can keep it pretty much pretty right? much yeah it's a, it's a, a good manipulative move on his part to try and recruit this new apprentice right
1: and he says right afterwards it was wise for you to trust me mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> so he's really
0: planting those seeds in there real ch- good real quick
1: a change in Maul's demeanor from his younger days maybe mm-hmm no not really chopper warns kanan and ahsoka that they have company and the two more inquisitors appear they free the captured inquisitor and then all of them engage in battle maul tells ezra that holocrons act as keys that can open many doors and he actually uses it to open up the remaining um columns Mm -hmm. that are that are that ezra would have had to lift with the with the force And then also one thing that Maul mentions about walking and traversing through this Sith temple is uh, it has to be a master and apprentice, Mm -hmm. only two. Rule of two, which is interesting because how old is this temple? So if it's rule of two, it it could only be as as uh, far back as Bane. Yeah. So um Maul tells Ezra that holocrons yeah he that 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 they're they can open doors and then he uses it and they come out in front of the battle between the inquisitors and Ahsoka and Kanan now there R- Ezra runs off to help them now it's 3 on 3 and then Ahsoka turns and sees Maul and she she freaks out and then Maul just says ooh what fun end mm-hmm. of episode and then we're ready for we're ready for more Part two starts with Maul jumping into the fight um, and where his allegiance lies, not with the Empire. Mm -hmm. He attacks the Inquisitors right away, and he is powerful here.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, he's taking on all
1: three, no problem. Yep. Which I think it does two things. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you go first.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, too, because not much later after that, he says that he can't defeat Vader on his own. And that's right. why he needs their help. Right. Uh, I thought that was kind of, kind of cool. Like just to goes to show the difference in the power levels. Exactly. You know? And
1: how weak the inquisitors actually are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all about numbers. Yeah. Because as you see, Ahsoka takes on the inquisitor super easy. Maul mm-hmm. does. Kanan struggles until he lets himself go. Mm-hmm. Once he kind of dives himself into the force, then the fights become a lot more equal. But this is, I think this is an interesting thing because this is still really Kanan as um, a Padawan, mm-hmm. right? Like it's recently he has been knighted, mm-hmm. but now more so he he's very much able to take on the Inquisitors without much of a problem now that he's knighted. Yeah, and his power levels are increasing, and you see, you see Ezra, he's taking him on, and he's he's equal, if not more powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's f- doing. Ezra yeah, is really upping his 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 abilities too,
1: and it's only going to go up from there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Inquisitors realize that they're overmatched and they retreat. They just fly off with their lightsabers, which I you think, think is. Kind mm-hmm. of silly, but whatever. Kanan, Ahsoka, and Ezra, along with Maul, arrive at the base of the temple and they see a lift. Uh, Maul says that only two can ride at a time. No more, no less. Ahsoka assures Kanan that he's trained Ezra to handle himself. Basically says, I, "I, you don't have to worry about Ezra. And I think Kanan says something along the lines, it's not Ezra that I have to worry about. And she's like, don't worry. You trained him. Mm-hmm. and he smiles, and he's like, oh, that made me feel good. <laughs> yeah. Maul tells Ezra that emotion is a tool to use as a Force user, that he should use all of the power afforded him through the Force. So planting those seeds just mm-hmm. a little bit more and more. Um, they then are attacked by an Inquisitor, as kane and Ahsoka engage with the other two Inquisitors. Maul manipulating Ezra big time to trying to push him over the edge, and to kill the Inquisitor that Maul has in a Force choke. Mm -hmm. and this is the seventh sister yeah this is canaan's wife
0: (laughs) this is sarah michelle Geller. this is sarah
1: michelle Geller. um ezra refuses though maul kills her and then he doesn't he does he's not like angry but he looks at ezra and he says the next time that you refuse or the next time that you hesitate it could cost him his life and then he gets like almost palpatine like and he's like or your friends
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, well, he, I guess he, he's figured out, you know... Weakness. Ezra's weakness, yeah. Like, you know, Ezra is doing this for his friends. Like, he wants to become stronger for his friends. Um, and then I think Maul really senses that. He's going to use that, that weakness, just like Emperor Palpatine uses that against Luke. You know, that, that was like... And Anakin. Weakness. And Anakin, yeah. And, and then the two, like, I, I'm wondering here, like watching this is all kind of a f- unfolding like it's all coming up mall basically yeah. right you know everything's coming up mall here and i just wonder <laughs> to what extent like he's orchestrating this or if he's just capitalizing on lucky circumstances I,
1: I, I would think him being there is he, he's trying to get that holocron mm-hmm I think Ezra showing up along with Kanan and Ahsoka was a happy circumstance mm-hmm and I think the inquisitors being there was something that he anticipated being the case and Vader, he, he knows Vader's on his way. Mm-hmm. And he mentions that, right. When he says, I can't fight Vader alone. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's, I think it, all three are kind of at play when it comes to that, but that's a, that's a good point to put out there. Um, Maul then notices something on the surface The holes in the ground above are being shadowed out Which is Mm -hmm. signifying the arrival of someone Takes him a bit to get there But whatever (laughs) He tells Ezra to put the holocron in the temple To get his knowledge And then Maul hints at dealing with the Inquisitors Down below fighting Kanan and Ahsoka So Ezra takes off Maul kills the brother Mm -hmm. And then Kanan damages The lightsaber of the other Inquisitor who tries to fly away, but the saber breaks apart and they fall to their death, assume death. We Allegiant, don't see them land. Allegedly. Yeah. We don't see them land. But now that I think about it, we never see that inquisitor again.
0: No, I don't think so. But yeah, it's implied that, you know, they took out three inquisitors in this episode
1: or sensitive. They're not as powerful. They don't have the ability maybe to drop down and from that type of
0: yeah, height. I don't know. I don't That's know. the only
1: thing we can guess on. Um, Kanan asks where Ezra is and Maul answers, you mean my apprentice? Uh, and then he blinds Kanan. <laughs> it just happens so quickly. Yeah, slashes him right across the face. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I love the way they shoot it too. Like they It's, just show it's like well the done. The slash of red, like the screen's just red. Yeah. That's all you can see. and
1: Yeah. Um, it just
0: happens so fast, you can't figure it out. It's,
1: so Kanan's awesome. down, he's hurt. Ahsoka takes on Maul, as Kanan recovers enough to grab his saber and a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maul asks her if she's running again. If she she gets to the onto the steps, which is uh, which I guess hindsight is kind of a weird look, mm-hmm. right? Because he's he's saying running from the temple, but obviously their last encounter, she captures him. Yeah, Unless there's something else in there that we don't know about. Maybe that's a story that you can tell in a comic book or something. Yeah, like that. they
0: could they could definitely tell another story of Ahsoka and Maul. There's a lot of time between Clone Wars and this. For sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she says if you want to continue this fight you have to get through him first. And mm-hmm. Maul turns around and there's Kanan standing there waiting. Maul mentions to him that it's going to be quick and Kanan defends against him, waiting. Maul makes his slash and Kanan blinded using the force holy here counters mm-hmm. all of his moves and actually tosses um Maul over the edge of the town. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's pretty sweet. But
1: pretty you see sweet. how much it took out of him though, eh? Oh yeah, because he he's using all his anyway.
0: he's using so much of his force powers and he yeah, he's done.
1: Um Ezra takes the hologron or talks to the holocron and discovers that the temple is actually a weapon. It's he's not going to get knowledge out of it this way. Yeah. He goes, he comes running out of the, I guess, the main antechamber of the temple uh, to tell Ahsoka and Canaan that it's a weapon. But then Vader arrives, jumps down, and they have a short little conversation. He attacks Ezra, toying with him, though. Like strictly yeah. toying with him. Vader destroys Ezra's saber gun, which is kind of sad, but I'm, I'm guessing you love. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that at all. Uh, and is about to kill him, but Ahsoka arrives to confront her former master. Vader tries actually to get her to join him, mm-hmm. but uh, she says that her master could never become something so vile. Vader returns Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him. And then she says that she will avenge him. And Vader goes, that's not the Jedi way. And she replies, I'm no Jedi. And it was awesome. And then mm-hmm. they fight. Uh, Ezra pulls himself up. He, uh, Kanan is like crawling towards him or not crawling, but like, I guess, limping towards him. Um, Ezra gets him and he looks at him. He's like, your eyes. And he's like, we'll worry about that later. And they have to go and get the holocon from the temple. When they do that, it starts to collapse. So Chopper brings in the Phantom, they make their way towards it, Vader forces Ahsoka off of the Temple Edge and then goes after the Holocron, and he's just about to force pull it to himself, where we see kind of a little bit of a goofy spot where Ezra's like, no, 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 and they're like trying to hold on to the Holocron, Mm -hmm. which is kind of fun, but at the same time. It's a serious yeah. situation.
0: Yeah, it would probably be like that, too. You know, like Vader's just so much more powerful.
1: Ooh, than big him. time. It's like, oh, we're almost out of here. We're almost out of here. Oh, <laughs> he's back. Ah, oh, crap. Uh, Ahsoka yep. comes flying out of nowhere, and she slashes him across the mask, which takes half of it off. As she mm-hmm. starts to make her way to her feet, Anakin calls out to her mm-hmm. and says, Ahsoka. She And it's like Matt Lantern's voice, mm-hmm. who is the voice of Anakin in Clone Wars, she immediately turns and says, Anakin, and then she says, I won't leave you again. And for a second, you can kind of see that pained expression on his face, yeah. which then turns to, like, anger and then hatred. Mm-hmm. And he says, then you will die. Mm-hmm. And they start fighting in, And just or no, just before they start fighting in, uh Ezra has helped Kanan onto the Phantom, and he turns to go and help her, but she force pushes him down mm-hmm. as the chamber collapses um ahsoka starts fighting uh vader, i almost said anakin vader again and the phantom takes off the temple explodes ezra is crying next to an exhausted canaan vader walks away devastatingly injured like he's just a wreck mm-hmm. um and then we see the the Morai fly overhead into the dust and then we see ahsoka descend into the temple hmm so,
0: yeah, I love this whole, this whole sequence this is actually one of my favorite things in all of Star Wars media. The music like, is just, good. Like, just like as soon as Vader's coming down, standing on top of that TIE fighter. Yeah. Like you just look so badass, right?
1: Even with down, the, the slider down. animation.
0: Yeah. It just looks so good. It looks so good. Like just coming down, standing already outside of his TIE fighter. Like that's so sweet you know and then the fight with Ezra like it's hilarious and then you know Ahsoka comes to Ezra's rescue and I'd like the line too like Ezra's basically I need a lot more training
1: you know, <laughs> yeah like, that's this, right
0: this is ridiculous you know like these two are just unbelievably next level compared to me you know yeah um and then I also think it's interesting too that you know when Anakin and, and Ahsoka are talking and 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 then they they get to to fighting because you know Ahsoka is going to avenge Anakin like Vader because Vader says I destroyed him. Um Anakin doesn't kill Ahsoka, right? Like he force pushes her off a cliff, and like it's like ah well we know about falling off cliffs in Star Wars, right? <laughs> and sure enough, Ahsoka's back like two minutes later or whatever, immediately, like very quickly, you know, like so yeah, I thought that was interesting that Anakin didn't kill her; he just force pushed her off a cliff, like he's just getting rid of her. Basically, you know, yeah. so he could go back to the holocron, and then she comes and interrupts him getting it from from Ezra. But yeah, it is. It's. I found the scene like it's sad to me too. Like, this oh, big is, time. Ahsoka finally gets to confront closure. You know, Anakin, right? And like, sh- she feels like responsible that you know, Vader had nobody left. So, what other alternative? Like, what other route could he have taken? you know, and like if, if was there and still supporting him and with him, this, you know, he might not have descended into Vader. So I think it's a pretty, pretty great scene. And, and hearing Anakin, um,
1: hearing him and seeing his face.
0: Yeah. But also the things he says too, about like, this is going to serve the emperor. Yeah. Right. It's not like us. It's not even me. It's not the Sith. It's, it's the emperor like he's 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 doing things for the emperor like he's completely bought into the training because then he's just kind of steals himself he's like all right well then you're gonna die then yeah because you're not with me which i guess would be like what you would do if you wanted to become powerful as a sith you just embrace those terrible feelings that you have like oh this is my old apprentice and one of my only friends and well she's against me now Yes, i gotta kill her because that, be like, <laughs> yeah. that would make you powerful right because it would just allow you to pull on those emotions for
1: absolutely mm-hmm. it's a great episode mm-hmm. and it leads into the end of the season um the,
0: the rebels last, the yeah. rebels
1: are a bit devastated right yeah, the last shot is awesome too in
0: the episode i love the last shot like yep. uh, 15 seconds where the camera is just constantly moving and you get it like wraps up everybody's story from the episode in just like a quick
1: 15 seconds it's so well done and it's huge too right because yeah uh back at the rebel base Ezra and Kanan walk off the phantom you see the emotion from heresy and Kanan mm-hmm. and hugging him and grabbing him you see
0: uh Rex come up and look yeah. at,
1: at, look at uh, Ezra and Ezra just kind of like he's like tears are coming down his face and he's sad and they all know Oh, there's no Ahsoka. What mm-hmm. happened? Rex immediately puts his head down in in what's the word in I guess uh, in pain. An understanding, for, yeah, in the pain. loss of Ahsoka. Yeah, uh, and then on the ghost, everyone is dealing with the loss of Ahsoka. And Ezra, sitting in his room, opens up the Sith holocron, and you see just that light, that red light shining in his eyes, the blue mm-hmm. of his eyes with the red of the the Sith holocron, yeah. which was a which was a Very powerful image to see. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and you see see Maul took Vader's TIE Fighter. That's how he got off the planet. And then you see, yeah, the Vader hobbling out. Yeah. And then yeah, that that split second of Ahsoka walking somewhere. Like you we we think it's Ahsoka, but it's so quick. So split second. Like I know that I know back at the time there was a lot of theories, like, Oh my god, is it Ahsoka? Does she survive? What's going on? Yeah. Like yeah
1: it was it was awesome there's a good a very good ending to season two mm-hmm. season three opens up steps into shadow it's part one and two which is like a mini movie what they've done every season so far mm-hmm. uh it opens up on an imperial prison where we see sabine zeb and chopper and a freshly quaffed ezra mm-hmm. back uh break into uh the facility to free our favorite pirate hondo
0: yeah yeah this is supposed to take like take place like six months after the last episodes apparently yeah yeah Yeah. and this is the last episode before if i remember reading in like the star wars episodes guide this is the last one before two bby so like the battle before yavin this is like directly two years after this episode finishes that's
1: correct Mm -hmm. uh troopers spot them they chase them through the facility. Uh, they end up reaching an elevator shaft and in sub- inside Sabine um, lends Honda one of her guns and he says, ooh, he could make a fortune off of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love She that. looks at him, she's like, no, nope, you're going to give it back. The funny part is after he fires and kills a trooper, he says, oh, no, I am not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Uh, they, they fight their way out onto a platform that they entered in and the Ugnaught that was with... Um, Hondo, Turba, runs ahead and then is blasted by an Imperial AT Walker. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Which, when we see him get blasted, he's still making noises. He's flying into the air, but we never see him ever again. Well, I think (laughs) it's
0: the landing that kills
1: him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They take cover behind uh, some crates. Chop closes the door behind them as troopers are coming in. Sabine throws a grenade in there blows them up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just for good measure. And then Ezra goes
0: bonkers oh full dark side move like this is awesome uses the Jedi mind
1: trick to control the walker pilot and then starts killing all of the troopers on the platform and then gets the walker to walk off of the platform
0: oh yeah it's so dark it's so awesome
1: and I love what Hondo says he's like is that our Ezra Mm -hmm. and she's like something like that so they they're all a little weary of this power that he is now possessing. Yeah. Um, the ghost arrives, they jump onto it and out of danger. Hera is upset that Turba died only because I guess he has information and he, he now has become part of the mission.
0: Mm-hmm. Well now they gotta bring Hondo in.
1: Yep. Yeah. Which yeah, only which... Ezra would be happy about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Ezra needed to basically know all of the details, she's kind of bitching him out. He's visibly upset because he says he knew them or what he was told and then apologizes to uh, Hondo for two but dying. Mm-hmm. In his room, Ezra is clearly upset, triggers the Sith holocron, which is sitting under his mask, which had a cool little look to it, right? Because the eye mm-hmm. holes start glowing red. It talks to him, sending out manipulative messaging, basically. hmm uh, Ezra has a lust for power to protect his friends, which is very, very Anakin-like. Mm-hmm. And that is how the dark side would capture him. Mm-hmm. by, Like you had said, with Maul preying on his weakness. Mm-hmm. Uh, switch over to a Star Destroyer. Governor Price is sitting there talking with Moff Tarkin about getting reinforcements to deal with the rebels. Tarkin, uh, Tarkin gives her the 7th Fleet. And mentions Grand Admiral Thrawn Mm -hmm. and what that might all entail. At a rebel debriefing, Hondo gives intel, which is Old Republic bombers and where they're at. Basically, they make a plan to retrieve some. Ezra is promoted to lieutenant commander now. Harris says Kanan will be proud. Ezra kind of walks away saying he's got a funny way of showing it since he's never around. So there's a little bit of tension between Ezra and Kanan Mm -hmm. on this. And I like where this tension comes from, because we find out later, it's not so much that he's mad at Kanan, he's actually mad at himself. Mm -hmm. So that anger that he has towards himself is fueling a little bit of his dark side tendencies here.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like the way that Hondo deals in this. like the negotiation is just so funny he's like I need a ship the ghost is a really nice ship (laughs) you know they're like you're not getting the ghost he's like okay well I still need a ship though and then you know he gets what he wants he's like he's gonna get a ship out of there he's like "All right, your intel's good you get your ship but I just love the way that he deals it's always it's always hilarious
1: does he even get a rebel ship he doesn't because he steals, he ends up steals one or, later, later
0: yeah. on He steals an Imperial one So he gets his ship, I suppose I just
1: thought the ones He's like, we another
0: thought. successful adventure Ezra <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: Kanan is Meditating close to the edge of the markers Which is holding back the Krikna He hears a voice, which is telling him I see you, and it keeps repeating it over and over And then it says Come to me uh, Hera talks to Kanan about Ezra And that uh, maybe he should go and talk to him Mm-hmm. And Ezra's room, the Holocron, sits just open on a table. All willy-nilly-like, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. What, he's what a child. talking
0: to it too much, really.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kanan yeah. comes in, says that they should have a chat. He uh, Before Ezra, who is tr- looking like he's trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. Kanan bumps into it, and then they talk about its use and how dangerous it is. Uh, dangerous, sorry, it is. Ezra says he's learned so much from it, and Kanan defers to Jedi teachings. Basically saying... Using the dark side and anger uh, gives you quick results, but it takes it takes a toll, and there's a price to pay. Mm-hmm. He confiscates the holocron, and Ezra says, "I don't need it, just like I don't need you," mm-hmm. and then walks mm-hmm. out. Yeah,
0: Ezra's going dark in this, like much, much darker.
1: Maul has a little bit of a hold on him. Yeah, a little well, bit. Yeah, of he's planted some good seeds. Yeah. yeah. The Phantom crew are tasked with getting the bombers. They leave for their mission. Kanan hears the voice again and decides to seek it out. The Phantom crew come out of jump space and are approached by mining guild. Mm-hmm. Sabine tries to escape. Uh, and the funny part about that is the whole time Hondo is saying that, no, they shouldn't do it this way. They should do it his way because the mining guild, the mining guild, mm-hmm. they they go with Sabine's way and there's the mining guild. <laughs> So just mm-hmm. listen to your Hondo when you have a chance. Yeah. Um, Kanan makes it to the place and the presence of the voice that was talking to him through the Force. A giant creature appears out of the overgrowth in the area and just goes "Hello," kind of Obi Wan like. Yeah. Um, Sabine then shrugs uh, off the the mining guild yellow modified Tie fighters. Uh, They punch it into hyperspace. Ezra says they should eliminate the mining guild presence to not leave any witnesses. Again, very dark of him. Mm -hmm. But Rex pipes in and basically says, no, we're here for a mission. We don't need to do that. Let's all agree to just move on. Ezra kind of succumbs to that. So you can see that there's a mutual respect there between Ezra and Rex.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's interesting too to see that, you know, Ezra is like the first time that he gets command. leadership of the group command. You know, it's like, nope, we got to do this now. Nope, we're doing this now. No, nope, we're deviating from the mission. This is my mission. I'm making this decision. We all got to do it. It's, it's, yeah, I really like the the path, at least for, you know, entertaining, entertainment wise that Ezra's going down, you know.
1: It's just dark. <laughs> yeah, it's just
0: dark. He's becoming very confident. He's becoming really a lot more skilled like he's been training with that holocron so he's got all these new abilities because he's able to talk to it and learn from it and yeah he's just kind of getting a little full of himself and his new abilities I think it's it's cool I, I like that they don't shy away from, from that aspect especially you know with him having a uh, a, a master or a teacher that isn't really all that well versed in the force them, themselves, right? right? Like they can't, they can't curb and nip that in the bud because they don't really know, like Kanan doesn't really know what to do because he's not a master
1: and it shows with him kind of distancing himself mm-hmm. if you want to call it that it could also be Ezra distancing himself, right? But mm-hmm. uh, Kanan talks with the creature which says the Jedi and the Sith wield the Ashla and the Bogan, Mm-hmm uh the light and the dark and that he is in the middle calling himself the bendu. I love this stuff. We need more of it in Star Wars. Getting yep. that getting that lore on what the dark side and what the light side are all about and where they come from and how is it how is it possible for this to be a thing. Um the Bendu senses conflict within Kanan. He opens the Holocron and they have a discussion on it being evil and corruptible and the Bendu says that the only way that it's corruptible as if you use it as a, as a corrupting tool for yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just a thing. It's a choice. The things don't make you do things. Right. You choose to use things to do things, kind of. Which yeah. is an
1: interesting concept because, like, we, we, we've seen the manipulation from Palpatine, and we've seen the manipulation from Maul, and even Vader, right, with Luke. Mm-hmm. And here the Bendu is, and the Bendu from all intents and purposes or whatever he is the definitive knowledge on the force mm-hmm. like he's ancient he knows what it's all about mm-hmm. you talk about you talk about yoda being old this guy outdates him
0: oh yeah big time
1: right so for him oh, and he just there,
0: handles the 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 holocron too like like it's nothing right it it just he just opens, opens it opens it no, deep, like, no biggie no, this thing's not dangerous look Right. Perhaps I love that too. It's there's like a balance. Yeah. I like. it. Well, it's kind of like a, one of the philosophies I have is there's no such thing as like a good or bad weapon. A weapon's just a weapon. It's a tool and it's, and it's how you use it that defines, you know, and, and that's the same with like everything in the force, right? It's like, it's really your fault if you're going down this way or you're pursuing this pathway. Like, yeah, these are like, these are things that can help you guide you there, but it's your choice to like take that step exactly you know and explore that new avenue
1: and you know what's interesting about that concept is you look at a guy like anakin and you look at a guy like obi-wan and go back and and look at their life path right anakin was a slave his mother was a slave his mother dies in his arms um he marries padme that's a that's a choice that he had to make that Mm -hmm. that relationship was Poison right from the get go, not in the way that they their love for each other or anything like that, but because they had to hide it from mm-hmm. people that they trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's well, then the, they
0: broke vows to do it, yeah, too. right. They and obligations, yeah,
1: like both of them did. And then there's the, the visions that Anakin saw of her dying and him needing to have this power to be able to keep her safe. Like he's, he's had terrible choice after terrible choice put in front of mm-hmm. him. And he's, yeah, it's, he's gone the wrong way.
0: Gets leaves him. Yep. You know the Jedi Order doesn't trust him. They don't respect him. Like, yeah, he's just got. So, obviously, like, there's the the deck was highly stacked against him, right, by the Emperor. But it's still Anakin was the one that made the choices to say and do the things he did. Yep. Like, he
1: could have stepped back. Well, and you look at you look at Obi Wan, his master dies. Mm-hmm. his apprentice turns to the dark side and tries to kill him. Um, his, his like Obi-Wan's love of his life dies in his arms. Mm-hmm. He, there's so many, so many things he's had to deal with Maul basically his whole life. He's, mm-hmm. he's had to live with the guilt and with the, the regret of his apprentice turning to that dark side and, and still mm-hmm. doing the things that oppressing a galaxy forever. So, yeah losing but, his
0: order yeah because like, whole so, jedi order falls exactly around yeah so
1: for for obi-wan he's had a, a shit hand dealt to him as well but he's handled it a different way mm-hmm. Instead of also telling, had a lot more support than Ab yes absolutely too. absolutely mm-hmm. but again it comes down to the choices that are made right and mm-hmm. it, it's i like i like this concept from the bendu um Bendu then asks what that beacon is for, and, and then he breaks it. <laughs> yeah, Kanan is obviously upset, and the Bendu says he can help Kanan, and Kanan asks, what does he have to do? On the Star Destroyer, Grand Admiral Thrawn is introduced and is absolutely brilliant, right off the hop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he it's awesome. Basically knows their plan before they do. Mm-hmm. The Phantom crew enter the atmosphere and discover that the ships are being dismantled immediately. So what was originally supposed to be a um what's the a, word? A recon a mission. recon mission turns into a recovery mission. So and Ezra's very adamant about doing that. Mm-hmm. To the point where he's like, That is an order to mm-hmm. Rex. Yeah. Which was intense. Yeah. Um that ends basically the episode as they fly in trying to get to the Trying um, try to get the what are the A-wings? Is that the what they are?
0: Bombers. Y-wings. Y-wings. Y wings.
1: Y-wings. Why Y w Wing Bombers.
0: Yeah. I think it's great. I I love this episode. They do introduce Thrawn well. Like he's just he's very perceptive, cold and calculating, like like stone cold logic. You know, you know, this is this is one thing that happened. This is another thing that happened. Here's a common trait between the two. It's pretty obscure. Not everybody's going to catch it. I caught it. I think this is what's going to happen. They're going to attack this base. Um, and then, sure enough, he's right. You know that 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 was that was that was, that was great. Like I love the way that they introduce him. He just seems like a great capable. mastermind. So capable. Very capable. Right. Exactly. He's very capable. And then yeah, the standoff with Ezra and the rest of the 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 crew, Ezra asserting his position, his new position in command. Like
1: he's leading by rank and not by example. Yeah, right. And and mm-hmm. the crew sees that, and the, like even Sabine at the end there is like, okay, yeah. boss. Yep. Uh, episode two. Uh, or I should say part two for steps in the shadow basically starts hot as the phantom is attacked by these. I don't even know what they're called, but there's some sort of droid, like some kind of dismantling droid, something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, They, they attack the phantom. I guess the phantom gets a little injured, right? Like, yeah, well, it disables it. One of them
0: lands on the ship and dismantles some of it and it's about to crash land
1: rex goes badass destroying one that is on the phantom basically hanging out the door and then he yeah. actually falls and uh zeb captures him with his feet mm-hmm. and he's holding him there and it's instead of focusing on getting back into the phantom he just starts firing yeah which I oh, love. yeah,
0: rex, rex is just the best soldier like you can never Ever. ask for a better soldier
1: yeah uh they meet sabine lands the ship without detection. They uh, meet up with more Ugnots. Apparently, Hondo can speak Ugnot. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think that was great. It was funny. Hondo's always just such a great. He's always got like that great idea for the situation. You know, he's like, "Well, let's just capitalize on this. We're here to rescue you guys." You know? <laughs> yeah. This, your other friend was my cellmate. He told me about you. We're the resistance. We're here to liberate you. And then it works. They, they just start working for him and. It's perfect. That's great. Uh,
1: They shut down the production belt, which alerts the imps at the station to their presence for the rebels. They have uh, some issues to overcome. They have to refuel all of the ships in order to get them out of there. Kanan and Bendu continue to chat. Now that the beacon is uh, destroyed, Kanan must trust in himself. He's a little hesitant. So much so that Bendu Bendu tells him to look within and walk. And he does. He does. And he reaches out and he touches one of the Krikna. Um, He backs up and gets a little antsy in the pantsy and lights his lightsaber. The Bendu tells him that, oh, not Bendu, sorry. Kanan realizes it himself that um, it's the fear and the anger within him that is aggravating the Krikna. And Mm -hmm. he sees that as the dark side within him. And that he needs to achieve a sense of balance. And so that's what the Kriknas see. That's what they sense. And that's what calms him down. When he does that, he turns off his lightsaber and they become less aggressive. And this better understanding of the force within him and his role within it helps him to be able to stay there. Right yeah. To see and, and to understand that these are maybe not as this dangerous force as we originally thought they were. Mm-hmm. Probably don't take down the, the beacons though. <laughs> no,
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, with that being said, Kanan realizes that uh, his fear for Ezra and he has to basically stop doing that and, and trust in Ezra and roll with within what resna uh, ezra is able to do and after that all comes to t- fruition he leaves to go and help ezra because he he can feel with him within the force and understands that he's in trouble
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: the imps lock down the bombers ezra takes off to fix that situation uh he disarms a bunch of stormtroopers as hondo steals that imperial sentinel class shuttle uh, rex goes back to make sure that uh sabine and rex are okay as another dismantler droid comes in and is trying to Mm. kill them so he fights it off with with like uh i don't know a big crane crane thing yeah it literally pounds it into nothing yeah um ezra gets to the the main area and dismantles the station's power core and it's the same imperial guy i don't know his name but he was was running
0: is he the first episode of in of yeah. fall? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's just incompetent. Now he's been busted down to this level, and yeah. Ezra makes fun of him for that fact. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he says, then the imperial guy's like, "Oh, your capture will bring me back into the ranks." And Ezra just looks at and was like, "Ah, yeah, that's not gonna happen." <laughs> Destroys mm-hmm. the power couplers, and then tells him to run. And he warns everybody to evacuate. And he runs off, and and Ezra follows. The group get into the Y wings and depart. As they reach space, uh, Imperial ships and a Star come out of hyperspace and engage them in the combat. Ezra starts to make his way to the Phantom. That goes horribly wrong, <laughs> mm-hmm. as the Phantom is knocked off the. I don't know why they parked it there.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, well, it was because it was just I they weren't the... going to get detected. Yeah, but right? still. It's a
1: bad spot to land. Yeah, it was. It gets knocked off and it's destroyed. So no more Phantom. She's a god. Um, Kanan and Hera meet up on the ghost uh, with Kanan saying that the crew is in trouble and she looks at him and she says that she's happy he's back. You can see that him detaching himself from the group actually hurt the group. Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't want that. He realized that that was on him, with him being unbalanced in the force. And one of the things that you hear with the conversation with the Bendu is how much how much balance means mm-hmm. within the force. And I yeah. like that. They don't touch on that nearly enough in Star Wars.
0: No, they don't, because it really explains like the rise and fall of the light sides and the dark sides, right? Because, yep. like, I guess you know, Lucas's idea was that the universe balances itself there's an equal amount of light and an equal amount of dark you know um and i really would like them to get into some of that like mythology a little bit more now i think going forward with all these new shows that they have coming out especially like the ahsoka show yeah you know um i think that would be really interesting to get into
1: i think i think having like if i i know you haven't i don't think have read some of the the uh, old um, Legends books, one of the ones that I got into was the, the Jedi and how mm-hmm. they were balanced in the Force. That was part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. So for the Jedi to go to what they were to becoming the Jedi mm-hmm. and being out of balance by being so far on the, the light, light yeah. side of the Force, it's an interesting thing. Because... Now you've got this great imbalance in the force Mm -hmm. that has been going on for twenty five thousand years, and we're still we're still heavily unbalanced. I guess I guess dark side's got
0: to show up to to balance it out, right?
1: And the light side has to show up to balance out the dark. Like Mm -hmm. we see that in the sequel trilogy, and though it kind of got away from them because the light side was so much more powerful Mm -hmm. than we see of the dark side which I thought was par for the course when you consider that uh, J.J. Abrams may not have been a big Star Wars guy, Mm -hmm. but whatever. What are you going to do? Woo. Woo. Shit. on the sequels alert (laughs) Um, us. No, not (laughs) us. Again, there's lots of fun things in the sequels that you can like. Mm Mm-hmm. The complete unbalance of the Force is not one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and who knows? Maybe maybe some of the shows that are coming out are going to do for the sequels what, you know, the Clone Wars did for the prequels. Yep. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe Cleaned they can make something bit. that'll clean it up, like, severely. But, who knows? Severely. Oh, oh, but that, that, you know, or, like, give context to things and meanings and make, like, you know, a rewatch of the sequel trilogy Interesting. So you get to there's a lot more that you get on a rewatch now with all this content in the middle.
1: It'd be interesting to see that because with Clone Wars and like the the prequels and even the original trilogy, the questions that we asked there we knew that there were good answers to them. Mm-hmm. Right? With the sequel trilogy, you look at that and go like, Why would Luke all of a sudden do this? Yeah. I don't know if there's a good answer to that. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanan and uh, Hera arrive to provide support for the Y-Wings so that they can land on the Rebel Carrier. The ghost then makes its way to the planet to find Ezra. He's holding on for dear life on this uh, mm-hmm. station that is plummeting, plummeting out of the atmosphere. Uh, the ghost finds him. I love how they find... <laughs> They're just flying. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah it's just hilarious i guess suspend uh, belief but uh, it's still pretty funny mm-hmm. uh Kanan goes out to catch him they're standing there talking <laughs> as this thing is plummeting and Kaden's like just jump i'll catch you you have to let go so this is a big moment for ezra actually because this is a point where right he's holding on to everything and that was anakin's problem mm-hmm. not being able to disconnect himself from the things that were pushing him to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Ezra doesn't. He lets go. Kanan catches them. They get into the ghost. They fly off. You might not think of it that way. That's how I kind of took it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, They then go to support the new rebel bombers, make sure that they're all in. On the Star Destroyer, Price tells Thrawn about the rebel force, and Thrawn tells her to let them go because there's like three ships, and he's like, that's not the rebel fleet. Mm-hmm. this is the, ah that's not them just let them go let them have their meager rewards and mm-hmm. he says that and i like it
0: yeah because they get like what six or five eight ships yeah, something like or something? five bombers yeah
1: Boom, big deal
0: yeah um, and yeah i really like the comment where they fight so hard for such a small little prize yeah you know and it, it's fun in this show to actually watch them build the rebel fleet
1: you By know? winning these small little the, things, we're winning these small little battles over and over again. Uh, the rebels escape back to their base. Price tells Constantine that Thrawn is after a bigger prize because Constantine doesn't see the end game, mm-hmm. which is why he's not Thrawn. Uh, back at the rebel base, Hera rips Ezra, a new one basically, and suspends his rank for his actions. I don't know if Ezra was actually in the wrong, I think he was a little bit his decision making yeah. was wrong it, for him to go from turn it from a recon to a retrieve i'm all for that i believe that was the correct call mm, yeah
0: but it was like the way he did reckless, it the way he yeah. did it yes. and it, it cost a lot too right well they didn't get the 14 bombers that they were They going didn't to get. get the 14 bombers they lost the phantom
1: lost the phantom there were probably a few rebel ships that were destroyed yeah in the ensuing battle
0: yeah, and it almost got. You know, they would have been captured and killed if the rebels—they had caught. If if Hera didn't was like like okay let's go right now we got to go right now yeah right like if they didn't go and do that then they 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 would not have gotten the bombers and then you know Ezra and Sabine Zeb and um, what's Rex. his name Rex would all been caught. Hondo would have been fine. He would have got away. He would have yeah. had another successful adventure, but you know, the rest of them would have been screwed. They're done.
1: Um, Kanan and Ezra back at the, uh, the ghost, they they chat about the Sith holocron and Ezra apologizes and then asks where the holocron is. Kanan tells him it's safe. Ezra tells him, thanks for coming back for him. And Kanan then says, I'll always come back. And the two make up, and they're all good. End of that episode. Which pushes us into a very, very important episode now. Mm-hmm. More Maul, Holocrons of Fate. Ezra and Kanan are in search of a missing rebel cruiser. When they come upon it, it's just blown up like crazy, listing in space. Uh, they enter it and they come across a downed rebel who says that the Red Blades were looking for you and that the ghost is in trouble back on the rebel cruiser uh they come into the main area they contact the ghost and is being held hostage by maul they didn't realize it was maul they actually thought it was another inquisitor
0: mm-hmm.
1: and maul is very much jedi master master jedi too mm-hmm. can, yeah, you can see that he's snarky he's he's not happy <laughs> uh they ask maul what he wants and he says the sith holocron and oh hey why not give me the jedi holocron as well mm-hmm and then Kanan with like, I can't believe you would tell him about that. He's like, I don't know. He was working with us at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra's decision-making isn't the greatest.
0: No, it's not at all. Yeah, he's terrible at it. He needs uh, to keep his mouth shut. That's yeah. his problem. Yeah.
1: They agree as long as the career remains safe, Maul says fine. On the ghost, Maul gets hair to take him on a tour of the ship. He mentions Zeb's room being smelly. <laughs> Sabine's is colorful. And then when he gets to... This nondescript room, he immediately knows that it's a room for a Jedi. Which mm-hmm. I'm like, how would he know that?
0: Oh, just probably because they don't have possessions. You're not allowed to make attachments.
1: I guess. Yeah, you would think Palpatine probably filled him in on that kind of stuff, eh? Probably. Um,. Basically, he uses the Force to find out where Kanan has the Jedi holocron, and he searches Hera's head, I guess. Mm-hmm. He finds it, and Hera immediately is ashamed for what she did. She didn't do anything. I don't blame her for anything. Mm-hmm. On the planet Autolon, where the base is, Ezra and Kanan arrive at Bendu's lair in order to retrieve the Sith holocron. Bendu breaks the sensor again that Ezra brought, (laughs) which is just hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Krikna arrive. Kanan is calm as a cucumber. Ezra is freaking out. And doesn't know what to do. Uh, Basically, the Krikna scatter as Bendu arrives. Ezra sees him and is just completely shell-shocked by what is going on. They explain why they need the Sith Holocron and... Bendu tells him that this this virgins in the force with what Ball is trying to create. and He says he knows his kind. I wonder mm-hmm. if he's re- referring to Dathmerians or Sith know. in general. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, but uh, they also mentioned that he wants the Jedi Holocron too. So he's talking about the virgins in the force and how dangerous it is. Um, and that it's this is something that's going to be giving off a vision that will give you pure knowledge, but it comes at a cost. Mm -hmm. And we never really find out what that is. No. Right? Like, Ezra... uh, We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, They then asked, or they are tasked with going into the Crickna Lair to retrieve the Holocron, Mm -hmm. and that this is a journey of finding balance in the Force. So again, Mm -hmm. balance is a big theme. Ezra tells Kanan that he'll go it alone. Kanan takes his saber, Bendu interestingly asks why, and Kaden says he needs to solve problems without it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, this I is think the... is good, yeah, because it means he needs to like balance, become in touch with himself, yeah, yep. become
1: balanced. Um, on the ghost, Maul cannot open the Jedi Holocron, it's super fu- uh, hol- Holocron, he's super frustrated by it. Zeb, Zabine, and Hera destroy Maul's droids and they try to take him on, which does not go well for them. Mm-hmm. and he just basically yells at him you're only alive as long as you are useful to me mm-hmm. and that's and that's, that's that. Ezra is in the Krykna lair with just a flashlight and a communicator <laughs> Kanan is kind of leading him around but the Krykna start to appear surrounding Ezra Kanan's trying to comfort him and trying to calm him down but it's not working so Kanan's got to leave and go into the Krykna lair after him. He leaves both his and Ezra's lightsabers with Bendu and then goes into the lair, and then Bendu says, "Maybe Master Apprentice will find balance in the Force, or maybe they'll be—it's
0: mm-hmm. ah, the will of the whatever." Force. Yeah.
1: yeah, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Which is just is funny. I like Bendu as a character. I think he's. Funny. I do
0: too. Actually, I wish we got more of him.
1: Kanan mm-hmm. finds Ezra and saves him, and then a Krickna appears, and Kanan uses the Force to calm it down. Ezra is like just blown away by this. Cause he's like, how can you do that? I can't even do that. Yeah. And Ezra is the one with the connection to, mm-hmm. I guess, living beings.
0: Yeah. He's got the gift of connection.
1: Yeah. Um Ezra apologizes. Oh no. Canaan uh, explains that he's had to learn to look at things differently. Now, Ezra <laughs> apologizes for everything that's happened. Uh, referring to Kanan being blind. And Kanan says he's never blamed Ezra and that it's time for him to forgive himself. Ezra smiles and says, yes, master. And I thought that was a really powerful moment. Mm -hmm. And then just gives him a big hug, which surprises Kanan. But he gives him a hug back. They come across the Sith holocron that is completely surrounded by a Krikna and they use the force to pull it towards them. More spiders enter the lair. Kanan and Ezra leave the lair untouched. Bendu says that maybe they have now achieved balance within each other. Uh, they leave to meet up with Maul on the way. Kan- Kanan says for Ezra to use the holocron to help him. And Ezra declines it, instead asking for advice from his master, mm-hmm. which was nice. And you can already see that Ezra is w- way more Ezra-like
0: than mm-hmm.
1: what he was when he was influenced by the dark side. Yeah. Yeah so i thought that was kind of interesting um they arrive at this station inside of a
0: yeah like a destroyed planet or something Something i don't know yeah uh
1: maul sends ezra to the command center and then takes kanan towards their friends as they walk maul (laughs) says that he wasn't trying to blind kanan and kanan's like oh yeah you were just trying to kill me and he goes well if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And then toss yeah. them, yeah. them outside the, the airlock. Which I, I love that. When I was watching it, I remember I was sitting there and I've seen it before and I know that it was coming. And I laughed and laughed and yeah. laughed. I was like, oh, Ball, you are amazing. That's so good. Yeah.
0: If like, at <laughs> first you don't succeed, try, Kane, try again. Yeah. How did Kanan yeah.
1: not sense that this was going to be a problem?
0: Yeah.
1: It was so funny.
0: Yeah, I thought it was great too. I love However, that line.
1: Kanan has a Princess Leia moment. Yep, as he uh, finds himself in space, but has was able to grab onto Maul's uh, Mandalorian ship. Mm-hmm. By the way, and then he supermans himself inside the uh, the, the hangar bay. Yeah, and is alive. Um. Maul enters the command center and whispers to his droid, kill the crew of the ghost and gets Ezra to sit down with him. And he's all calm about it. Mm -hmm. Just a psychopath. Uh, They begin the process of opening and then joining the holocrons. Ezra wants to know how to defeat the Sith. Maul claims he's looking for hope. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. And that is where hope is. Yeah. Right? With Luke. The new hope. Yeah. Yeah. On the ghost, the droids line up to kill Zeb, Sabine, and Hera, but Kanan jumps in, takes off all their heads with his lightsaber. Uh, Hera asks where Ezra is. Kanan says, Maul, and they all run away. (laughs) As as Ezra and Maul forge ahead, Maul can't see anything with what's going on. Ezra says he sees images and Mm -hmm. then mentions two uh, twin sons, which we all know. Mm -hmm. Kanan and the crew arrive. Kanan can see through the force, actually see through the force. He sees Maul and he sees Ezra, but like in, in, almost like in a shadow, Mm -hmm. which was fun. Uh, Kanan tells Ezra to look away and reminds him of Bendu's advice. Ezra finally does look away and the holocons stop the convergence. Big explosion happens. Maul escapes from the area. And while he's running, he's saying he's alive. He's alive. Yeah. Which is... We all know what that's all about. Even if you mm-hmm. haven't seen the future episodes, he, he's he been solely looking for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And now he knows sort of where he is. Mm-hmm. Right? He knows twin sons and he knows that he's alive. Mm-hmm. That's it. He doesn't actually know the location of Obi-Wan.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's not overly
1: clear. Well, he has but... to use Ezra to be yeah. able to find him, mm-hmm. which we'll see later on in this season. Mm-hmm. Ezra tries to explain what he saw. He's, he's unsure of it. Um and he, he basically says he's not sure if it was what Maul was trying to see or what Ezra was wanting to see. Either way, he doesn't understand it. And then Kanan says, We'll discover it together.
0: Yeah. Well what they were looking for though, like the whole point of them merging that was like the power to defeat the Sith, right? right. So the Holocrons give them that yes, view. Like, you're it right. is Luke Skywalker. You're this right. is the power to defeat the Sith, but they just don't know how to interpret it, right? Right. And they don't. They can't figure it out. So it's, like, as viewers, we know that the Holocron is telling them the truth. Like, Luke is going to be the one who destroys the Emperor and the Sith and turns Darth Vader, ba- Darth Vader back from the dark side, right? They're looking to at them, it the they wrong way. They're looking at it the wrong way. They think it's knowledge to defeat yeah but it's just truth yeah right and yes. it tells them the truth and they don't know how to how to how to interpret it And well, like as was you... like well twin sons and and maul's like oh because
1: obi-wan's like, a part of that process
0: yeah because maul's like well i want to defeat the sith too they've taken everything from me i want to see palpatine gone right and so like Maul, I think he just get lucks out that Obi-Wan is guarding the truth of what's going to defeat the Sith and Luke, right? Yeah. And so he sees Obi-Wan before he gets to the final end of the vision, which would be its a, a, a vision of Luke, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and then then he's just got his new purpose and his obsessions back with Obi-Wan. Oh, that's that was just, what I was he gonna just say. Flees next. immediately he doesn't even care about Ezra, he doesn't care about the rest of the crew, he's like, Oh my god, he's alive, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and he just runs to his ship and basically has to get the hell out of there. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go yeah. kill
1: Obi-Wan. And mm-hmm. you're like you you mentioned the word truth. That is exactly what Bendu says. Yeah, right? He says it, it will show you the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And it does. It shows them what they, they were both basically looking for the same thing, just in different ways. Yeah. And what it came down to is they both got their answers in different ways. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't think they
0: understood their answer. None of they, them did. They just took, they the took difference, some of the visions with it.
1: Yeah. And the difference is yeah. Maul has a singular purpose again now with going after uh, Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. And for Ezra, he's just like, I don't understand what I saw. Mm -hmm. So I don't, he, because he looked away, he figured that was the end of it, but Mm -hmm. he didn't, he saw how to defeat the Sith. Just, he didn't realize that is what it is. So great point. There you go. That is uh, that's the end of the uh, five episodes that we're covering this week. What a, I love it. I love it so much, and we're only yeah, going to get great. deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the this episode or this season, season three, is the best episode of all Star Wars stuff I've ever seen. I re- I really enjoy that Obi Wan and Maul confrontation. Oh yeah, and it's coming up, but not yet we'll get to it eventually so our next episodes will be covering four five six seven and eight and uh next week we'll also get into a top five you, you, did you agree with the one that i had mentioned yeah i, I don't you?
0: know enough games i'm gonna to have to really dig into my my i guess uh childhood to i thought to pull about out, pull out on some of the games that i really liked when i was young and growing up Because there was some pretty great Star Wars games when I was young growing up, so
1: let's. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna think about that.
1: Let's not pretend that those Super Nintendo and original Nintendo Star Wars games weren't great. They're awesome. The Super Nintendo ones were fantastic. You can get them now. I Mm -hmm. have I have I think I have Empire Strikes Back on my PlayStation Four. Oh yeah, yeah and obviously the graphics aren't great it's, yeah it's, it's old school but it's still so much fun and the music's yeah. fantastic you like the the use of lightsaber is terrible but you love it because it's boom, mm-hmm. it just does the sound over and over and over again mm-hmm. and I, I i love it it's good so yeah. there, you, there are a lot of great games out there
0: there are yeah yeah so i'll be racking my brain and, and trying to pull apart some of the ones that i've i've played and really enjoyed growing up this is going to take you back 30 years of my life yeah yeah, big time yeah
1: that's all i got for you you got anything else for us this week matt
0: i got nothing else for us a couple weeks until may the 4th two weeks almost from today so the next time um,
1: okay so we have two more episodes Next week we'll of course like we said we'll cover the next 5 episodes of Rebels. We'll get into mm-hmm. some more Star Wars news and we should hear some stuff coming out because as we get closer and closer to May the 4th, you got to think stuff is going to drop.
0: Yeah, they got to start making the hype train go, right? Big make, time. Yeah.
1: And then and then we'll cover the games and then that episode after we'll actually get to re- jump right into that first episode of Bad Batch. So mm-hmm. whether Hopefully. we co- whether we cover that, should we do the 5 episodes and then each episode's following a bad batch
0: yeah i'm not sure we can we can figure that out I think. we'll figure it out as we yeah. get closer to it. but it's exciting. yeah i, I kind of yeah i'm not sure if i want to do two shows at the same time again like with, i agree game, with the you. clone wars and the mandalorian yeah so yeah let's let's talk about that more later
1: i think so we'll figure that out and then we'll bring that to you and uh thanks for listening You're on uh pod Richards, the star wars podcast what would he'll say what would he say to lead us out of here
0: well, I think it's more more apropos now in Canada, especially Ontario. Yep. But uh, stay safe and watch Star Wars.
1: Yes. And go get your COVID shot. <laughs>
0: if you can. If yeah. you can.
1: I got mine today. That was pretty exciting. Oh, that. yeah? I mm-hmm. haven't gotten mine. We got, we got our numbers today. So, yay. Oh. Nice. All right. We'll see you next week, Matt. Thanks for right. uh, jumping on. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right. Take care. <laughs>